Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to Believe in the Blacklist on the Believe Podcast Network. And welcome back in to Believe in the Blacklist on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Stacy Blackwood, and we are going to continue our series recap as we dive back into Season 1 of the Blacklist. We've done the first four episodes of Season 1, and today we're going to do Episodes 5, 6, 7, and 8. I'm going to make this as quick as I can. I'm really just going to do a quick rundown of each episode nothing too detailed just kind of hit the high notes on each of those episodes so we can get in and out as quickly as possible i know everybody's time is valuable so i don't want to take up too much time all right so in this episode red you know sends liz and the task force on a hunt for a young nsa agent who has been kidnapped and has been buried somewhere uh and and not sure where he's at they're trying to find him by the courier and the courier is somebody who cannot feel physical pain due to some medical condition that he has. And he hides evidence in all sorts of places and uh, inside his body. He obviously cannot feel physical pain, so he's been abused throughout his life. We find out in the episode from his brother who's in prison that their father used to have dog fights. Instead of it being between two dogs, it was between the courier and the dog. So... Obviously, the guy has had a rough life, been tortured, so uh, he doesn't really feel physical pain, and and really, I think the, the, the show kind of puts off that he really doesn't have much of emotional pain either due to the abuse that he has had throughout his life, uh, and maybe the only person that could really get to him is his brother who is in prison. So that's really the gist of the episode. Now, side notes on the episode are that... Obviously, Liz is still looking into the uh, the murder that happened at the Angel Station uh, Hotel there in Boston. And Red, Red always has an alternative motive in this show. And, and he kind of hints around that he's not always telling them everything. But uh, he hints around that uh, he wants this case and, and that the NSA agent is worth a lot of money because of the secrets that he knows. Well, eventually, like they always do in, in this show... They track down where the guy is being held at, and they uncover him. And, of course, the the young man says, you know, what can I do to repay you? And there's a whisper between Red and and the young NSA agent. So, and we find out that Red is using that to get access to the classified network so he can get more details into the murder that happened at the Angel Station Motel. I can't remember if it's motel or hotel. I'm just going to go with whatever comes out. (laughs) But uh, anyways, so he gets more details there. There's a photograph of Tom coming out of the hotel around the time of the murder. And during all this episode, uh, Tom discovers, I'm doing this in quotation marks, the box that is hidden under the floor. 
and he's calling Liz saying, hey, we really need to chat. We really need to talk about what's going on. And like I said, Red gets this information, so Liz has more information about this uh, murder, and it looks like Tom could be a prime suspect. So when she gets home at the end of the episode, uh, they kind of have this moment where he's like, hey, she's like, hey, we really need to talk. And he's like, yeah, I was just going to say the same thing to you. So the screen cuts black, and then we head into the very next episode, which is Gina Zanatakos. And Gina Zanatakos is a very interesting character. She's number 152 on the blacklist. And apparently she is a former lover of Tom. And that she can, you know, give more information about the murder of Victor Falcon there in Boston. So at the beginning of the episode, Tom and Liz are kind of getting into it about the box and you know, why Liz hasn't said anything to him about it. He's denying the entire thing, doesn't know where it came from, don't know how it got there doesn't he you know he denies that it's him in the passports he has no idea about the gun or the cash so they come to the conclusion that they need to have an investigation so she calls it into the fbi and she takes him to the black site to be interrogated and for this whole thing to be investigated further excuse me i had to get a drink of water <laughs> so all this is going on, and, and Red tells Liz that he, she needs to find Gina's and a tacos. So, and by the way, when they first catch up with Gina, there, poor old wrestler, man, he he just he's had it rough the first few episodes. The last episode, he kind of went in disguised as the courier and had to cut himself to to play the role because he doesn't feel physical pain. And this episode, he gets his butt kicked by Gina in the uh in the elevator there at the hotel so so wrestlers wrestlers had a rough couple weeks there on the show but uh they eventually uh, kind of catch up with gina as they catch her and uh she's having to go to surgery because wrestlers shot her they're trying to figure out you know what she is trying to do right now there's there's a bomb in place somewhere they're trying to figure out where it is and what what's behind the whole deal and uh you know, they come to find out the, the the bomb is going to be there at the port of Houston. Uh, so, and it's, it's a radiation bomb. So they got to find a way to stop it. And wrestler saves the day, running the car off into the water at the last second for it to explode in radiation, not to make it into the air. So after all that, and they get all that contained, they go back and visit Gina after she's come out of surgery, and. She pretty much confesses that she is the one who killed Victor Falcon and that the person who hired her was Raymond Reddington. And so Liz shows Gina a picture of Tom, and Gina says, you know, I've never seen him before. I don't know who he is. So therefore, it looks like Tom is innocent of all charges and that Gina, you know, is, is the one who committed that crime, and she has taken the blame for all that. So they get back to the black site. They're releasing Tom. And Tom is looking at their investigation board, and there's a picture of, uh, you know, Red's assistant. I think his name is Gray. I'm sorry if I'm if I'm missing his name, but he looks at it and he says, "That's that's the guy who interviewed me there at the hotel for the for the teaching job. That's the guy who inter interviewed me." So that kind of gives Liz the idea that obviously Red set the whole thing up. And now she is pissed, and she goes and visits him and says that, you know, uh, she, that she's done with him. She no longer wants to work with him. She's just, she's done. So then we move on to the next episode. And the next episode is Frederick Barnes, number 47 on the blacklist. And it starts out with, with a great opening scene there. 
as he's on on the subway having a chat with a with a young lady who's talking about the hat that he is wearing and how it reminds her of her father and and all this and you 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 can tell that he's a little bit nervous there in that in that situation and maybe a little bit unsure of what he's about to do uh but he gets up and leaves leaves his briefcase there and of course it lets out a, a virus and or a disease and 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 everybody dies there in the subway and so now there's there's a casualty there and in and, and the gist of the episode is Frederick Barnes has a son who has this disease that nobody talks about because it's not, you know, not very common. Not many people have it. So he's trying to get more people infected. Uh, so, you know, awareness is raised and maybe they can get some funding. Uh, he also, uh, you know, I guess attacks a courthouse there with it. There's a survivor there. So he gets to the hospital to get that person's blood work to maybe form a cure from that and obviously throughout this entire episode red and liz are kind of going back and forth with one another over the whole thing because uh you know she's not she's not very happy with red obviously because she's under the impression that uh she has uh that red has set the whole thing up with tom that tom is innocent of everything and uh now she just wants to uh you know, just kind of work with him, and that's about it. She don't want anything to do with him. She don't really want to talk to him, but she does. She realizes that in order to solve these cases, she needs Red help. Red's help. So they they catch up with uh, with Frederick Barnes there as he's trying to, as he's you know what he he's kind of formed what he believes is the is the cure for this disease. He's gone to his son's house and he's trying to give his son the injection. Uh, what he thinks is the cure and, and Liz stops in there and then there's a great scene at the end as uh as red or as Liz walks out of the house where, where Barnes has been killed and she he her and uh red have a great conversation there and she's like you know we're just partners uh I don't want you in my personal life and he has a great line where he says you know the problem with drawing lines in the sand with a breath of air that disappear so red just pretty much says you may not like me but but uh i'm not gonna stick around uh because it's not any fun if 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 he's just her partner at work he wants more than that he wants a relationship with her for whatever reason so that that was a fantastic scene there towards the end of that episode and just really enjoyed that episode the, the the blacklister is somebody that red really understands he he has another line there with liz you know somebody who's willing to burn the whole world down to protect the one that they care most about you know that's somebody that he understands so just a fantastic line there from red he's always delivering a few of those every episode so that's one of my favorite parts of each episode is is the is some of the you know dialogue there from from james spader as raymond reddington and obviously in this episode, Tom and Liz have made up, you know, they're trying to move past the whole, you know, Victor Falcon thing that, that happened over the last couple of weeks. And also in this episode, you see uh, Red's assistant purchased that home there in Tacoma Park. And then at the end of the episode, Red and Dembe and Luli, I believe is her name, they go and visit that house. And, you know, Red is having some flashbacks of what looks to be his daughter playing in the yard uh, he tears off a piece of the the siding there and, and sees the hot marks at different ages. And, you know, he's really kind of reminiscing there in that moment. And he tells her that, you know, this is where he raised his family. 
And, you know, when they're leaving, you know, uh, Red says, well, did you get everything fixed up like I asked you to, Dembe? And he says, yes. So they're leaving, getting in the car, and uh, Lily says, you know, this place must bring back great memories. And he says, you know, I spend every day trying to forget what happened here. So we get a little backstory there on Red, and uh, that was that was a really interesting scene as he's having some flashback memories of his daughter and uh, just a really beautiful scene. And, of course, as they're pulling away, the house explodes. So uh, Red wanted to destroy that house because of, of some memory that occurred there in that home. So a really fantastic scene, a really good episode there, Frederick Barnes. And then we move on to the next week. General Ludd is the next blacklister here in Season 1. And General Ludd is number 109 on the blacklist. Another really good episode. We're introduced to a little another character here in this episode. Uh, Liz's adopted father, Sam. He's sick, uh, but he's kind of, and, and you can tell he's really sick, but he's kind of playing it off to Liz that it's really not that bad and that she shouldn't worry, that there's no need in her coming, that he's just getting some tests done. Well, uh, General Ludd is, is somebody who's against capitalism. He's wanting to destroy the American economy. Uh, so that's really the gist of, of this blacklister. And Liz goes and, go, goes and visits Red to get more information about this blacklister. And Red knows that her father, Sam, is sick. And, you know, he, he tells her that, you know, she needs to go see him and check on him and make sure he's okay. And, you know, she's pretty much like, how do you know this? And he doesn't really give her any kind of answer, of course, in, in true red fashion. Uh, so moving on to the blacklister, they're having problems identifying the blacklister because he is showing up as different people because he apparently has had a face change. So Red takes Liz down to Miami to meet with Abraham Maltz, I believe is his name, a plastic surgeon who apparently does some work for criminals, you know, so they can kind of change their identity. And so they give over, he gives over the name of uh, the General Ludd. His name is Bradley Holland. So they, they, can, they have a way to identify him now and track him down, and, and they do all that. And uh, in the meantime... Red goes and visits Sam there in the hospital in Nebraska. And obviously they know each other. They're having great conversation, friendly conversation about their past and people they knew. And, you know, Red tells Sam that he had a chance to finally meet her and how much she got from Sam and what a gift Sam gave her taking her in and raising her as his own. And, you know, Red is just telling him that, you know, maybe he can, you know, be as good to her as what Sam was and, uh, so just a very touching scene there between the two characters. And Sam tells Red that he wants to tell Liz the truth. And Red's like, I can't let you do that. And then Red does the unthinkable. He kills Sam. Now, I will say this. In this scene, I've watched it, I don't know, probably a handful of times, probably five times I've probably seen this episode. And each time I watch it, the, I, I, get, I, I get the feeling that not only was Red doing this to protect the secret, but Sam wanted to die. He wanted to go. And I think it was almost a mercy killing in part. I think it was a little bit of both. I, I think Red obviously wanted the secret to remain a secret, and Sam wanted to die. So they kind of come up together behind the scenes, 
off camera that it was best if Red just kind of ended it right there for Sam. And, and you could tell in that moment that that was one of the hardest things that Red had ever had to do. Obviously, he loved Sam, cared about Sam, and knew Sam for a very long time. So that was a very difficult situation there for Red. Well, in the meantime, Tom is on the phone, you know, back and forth with Liz, trying to get her to, to go to Nebraska to check on him. So he's going to go ahead and head up there while she's finishing up on this case. And by the time he gets there, Sam is already gone. And then there, at you know, Red's got a cup of coffee, and he comes and sits down by Tom, and they have a very interesting conversation there. Uh, they act like they don't know each other, and they have an interesting conversation, and Red pretty much tells Tom that she will be okay, because Tom lets Red know that his father-in-law passed away and that he don't know what he's going to do. He don't know how he's going to tell his wife. He don't know how she's going to react, how she's going to be. And Red pretty much tells Tom, she's going to be okay because you're going to be there for her. So a very, uh, I don't know what the word is there. That was a intense scene there between the two characters. And like I mentioned, they both act like they had never met or talked before. So we'll kind of see where that goes leading up here as we head on into, head further along into season one and in this series. Obviously, they catch up there with General Ludd towards the end of the episode, and he's stolen the drive that contains the encryption for the $100 bill, and that's his way of, you know, draining the U.S. economy there and destroying capitalism there. But Red meets him at the tarmac. He robs him, so now he has it. And uh, <laughs> there, uh, Red pretty much has a little clever line where he's like, no, I'm not going to kill you, I'm just going to rob you. And he takes the, the drive, and now he has it so he can circulate money for himself. Red always has a motive there in each, each one of these cases, so it's always interesting to see what his motive is there at the end of each episode. Well, of course, Liz finds out. She gets the phone call there as, as they're catching General Ludd and that her father has died. And so, obviously, they have the funeral there. And, uh, you know, when all that's over with, she uh, she goes back and sees Red there at, at that ha- at the housewife's, at the suburban house mom's home where she's printing off money for Red. And uh, she's like, hey, he, don't ha- he didn't have the drive, uh, so we know that you have it. And he doesn't really say anything. And he just says, you know, I'm sorry to hear about your father. You know, but the best way to keep the memory of your father alive is to talk about him. So Red wants her to tell him some stories about Sam and, you know, what her life was like growing up with Sam. So just a a very touching moment there at the end of that episode. All right, guys, I've rambled for nearly 20 minutes about four episodes, but we did. We got four episodes in in about 20 minutes' time. So I'm glad to get that in. Uh, We're going to be doing more of these. We're trying to get through these, these as fast as possible without leaving out too much important information. Real quick, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us that five-star written review. You can listen to us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and all of the major podcast platforms. All right, guys, make sure you also follow me real quick on Twitter, at Believe Blacklist. My personal account is at Blackwood89. I cannot wait to do another one of these. 
working on some guests, working on some people coming in every once in a while to kind of be a co-host to get more conversation flowing, especially on some of the theories episodes. So a lot to look forward to on the podcast. Thank you for hanging in there with me. I look forward to bringing you another one real soon. Y'all take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.